Welcome. You're listening to the Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Join our epic pro staff around the Sonic Campfire for stories and adventures from our eastern mountains to the Chesapeake Salt. Let our highs and lows inspire you to take to the outdoors. Welcome. You're listening to the Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. I'm Uncle Buck. Welcome, everybody. And to my left, we have... I'm Ryan. I'm Catfish. Hey, I'm Steve. I'm Will. Hey, guys. How's it going? I've, I've been away. I've missed I've you I've missed guys. you, Phil. We've been apart way it too long. It hasn't been the same. It does yeah, feel buddy. like it's been forever. It has been. Will, Will and I went out of town. Phil went out of town. You went out of town. You went home. No, I did not go home yet. I went up up north up to where, like, I don't know which was worse, mosquitoes biting or the horseflies biting. Oh, I don't know where about was that? that. Up uh, northern Massachusetts, we went to a friend of ours camp, private nice. camp, uh, about a mile walk. In fact, our morning walks, we'd, we could end up in New Hampshire if we wanted to. Oh, wow. Streams, hiking trails, um, just beautiful, yeah. just quiet. Sounds wake, nice. Wake up, have breakfast, take the dogs for a walk. You can let the dogs go. Once you get out of camp, let them run. Uh, German Shepherd, she went swimming all day long. I mean, she had a blast. Yep. I mean, as long as she wasn't on the job, being a shepherd, she would only run up. All the other dogs would be hightailing a half mile up in front of everybody. And she'd look back about every. She'd get up about 30 yards. Just to make sure everybody's still yeah. Look back, make sure we were with her. Sometimes yep. she would even come back, circle around us, and run back up she was shepherding and hurting then, you yeah and then we sheep herding came home and i ended up uh having to continually camp because the ac at home was out oh uh, you know but hey first world problems huh guys yeah that sounds like a jeff Byrne problem dude uh, I'm, I'm not did, did, you, guys i'm did not you taking start, a shower did, and running right into bed you did you at least have drive. the attic fan on real quick <laughs> how many pairs of jeans did you start cutting off <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cut any jeans up, but uh, if I need to, I'm sure to call Catfish because he's going to be Cheaper to practice, better. I oh, I didn't. Yep, absolutely. That, that was a great podcast to ah, listen to, That was so much I, fun. I, I, it, I wish you could have been here for that I wish you would have loved it. I wish I could have, but, but then, I don't know, I might have gone ballistic. The um, Jeff really hurt my feelings by going non-cornmeal. And he's, a non, he's a non-cornmealer. Uh-huh. Don't waste your time. With Did that. you hear what yeah, I said? Yeah, yeah. good thing Phil's out. not here. Good thing, I mean, I, good thing Uncle Buck's not here. And I was like, you're right. And I wanted it so oh, bad. Oh, did you lit him up? Uh, I'm I not can, lit him up, but I'd just say, Jeff, what are you doing? Oh, no, I can totally you picture you throwing down. your hat down on this podcast oh. table and storming up out of here. Flipping because the table. Of it, the table. Over I'm out of here. Non-cornmealing. Oh, man. It, it, it was kind of like that Berkeley trialing and broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. What, you said this private camp, private, but like, is there no other camps around it, or it's uh, was founded by I believe twenty couples, and now there's more campsites now than just twenty around this place. And what is incredible is there might be two fifth wheels, like brand new ones, there yeah. out of like forty five camps, fifty camps now around there. Uh, but a lot of them are old 50s trailers that they've built roofs over and built porches yeah. off of. Yeah. And like, like an estates, like a fall, camping estates. Yeah. 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 And it, like it, old it, school streamlined. Well, fall, yeah, Falling yes. Waters Campground in West Virginia down at Dam 5 on the Potomac's just, it's like that. They used to be campers, but you can't like see them anymore. They built all around them. Yeah. Right. Like the only thing left on, my, on Jeff's uh, mom's campsite is the actual 
frame of the old camper. And then they have a one behind that that's an old, older pull, like a not a fifth wheel, but a longer pull behind trailer. Um, I don't know what in the 50s would have been able to pull this thing. Yeah. But uh, station and, wagon. Right. And, we yeah. Stayed, <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and the old V8s. And we stayed in a, in a shed. For lack of a better purpose, with a window in it, a, you know, an A-frame shed with a queen-size bed in it, and that's about all it could fit. Uh, you camping, that's, that's pretty nice. Well, we had a great time. Yeah, Blast. Awesome. What Blast. was the temperature like up there? Uh, believe it or not, we were up into the upper 80s. I don't Fahrenheit? believe it. Mid to upper 80s Fahrenheit, and but here's the nice part. <laughs> Low 60s. For our international friends. Yeah. For, yeah. I couldn't even do the conversion, guys. <laughs> so, like, I went to the Bronx Zoo with Lacey. Out of, what? Out of, out of nowhere. Yeah, I was really stunned to see where you ended up. On. And you know what? My, you know, when you said I stayed in the shed, it totally reminded me of the really, really nice hotel that we stayed at. <laughs> <laughs> my room wasn't quite as big as a small six by six shed and once again i'm not referring back to Roatan, but somebody was really amazing at taking pictures of this hotel how do yeah. you end up with these situations i had but... three or four girls at work looking at this helping me out going do you yeah. think this is a nice hotel because it's right next to the zoo and i want to like just get up and go to the zoo and they're all like you need to pick that one look how beautiful it is that yeah. is so modern and gorgeous it's all pictures of the lobby though right or did you see one in room. the bedroom yeah so we got a room with a king bed in it and uh you can kind of <laughs> shuffle around the bed. You're like, I said one king for two queens. Yeah, and you could jump from the bed into the shower as little yeah. as this place was. See, uh, 2D taxidermy isn't just for the outdoor industry. Hey, it's all about the true. angles. I mean, I, they, they must airbrush this room up good, man. <laughs> I've stayed in places in New York, like in Manhattan and, and a few places around the area, and I've been in areas where you could sit on the bed and brush your teeth Yeah, and spit right into the sink. Yeah. Like and, I, and I hear that this room is actually the size of some people's apartments in yes. New York. That's nice. And they mm -hmm. pay a lot more than we do for a mortgage. Well, the, yeah, the, it wasn't bad. It was a buck. It was like a buck forty a night for the place, and it was f like three minutes from the gate of the zoo. So it was a nice, it was a nice hop, skip, and a jump to drive up after work to New York, stay at this hotel, and go to the zoo in the morning. It was very convenient where it was in the Bronx. However. When we pulled up to the front of the hotel, and I'll leave out the long, short story of actually getting there, the 12 lanes that jumped down into five lanes on the George Washington Parkway Bridge, and you don't know to go the upper level or the lower level, it's 85 miles an hour down to zero, and you're surrounded by tractors and trailers that are cutting in front of you, and nobody... I found out one thing about New York. You can do whatever you want to do. There's no, there's no actually like traffic laws. As long as you ain't legitimately running over somebody else, monster truck, you're fine. <laughs> yep. And every car, BMWs to, you know, they're banged the, up. They're all, they're all banged up. Yep. They looks like a demo derby in New York. <laughs> and I don't know how anything has struts left because we took the Mitsubishi Eclipse, and it was just like off roading the whole time. The roads yeah. are so bad, and the roads don't have any like lines on them anywhere. You're driving through. You don't know if it's five lanes or two lanes. You don't know if it's a turning lane. So, so what's Volume more, you do whatever you. Turn, yeah, you just do what other people are doing. What's more wild to you, like, like, you know, the, the furthest you, furthest you've ever walked into the woods by yourself, or anywhere in New York City? Listen, in '97, I woke up in a tent. <laughs> 
in like five below zero, stepped out of my spike camp tent, 200 miles in the middle of nowhere in the Brooks Mountain Range in Alaska. Stepped out, looked at f- and that's, 40 caribou that's walking up in around the my Arctic tent. Circle, right? It's in the Arctic Circle. Looking 40 caribou looking at me, you know, chewing away, going, what are, what's that? Like, what am I? They never saw a tent. You know, they don't know what I am. They have no fear. And it was just absolute gorgeous. That is that is one of <laughs> the places. Go get. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the places in the world. If you screw up and sprain an ankle, it's it's deadly. Yeah. You, I mean, there's yeah. no. I mean, we're we're we're. We're a, we're a day's hike from the nearest little tiny pond that a float plane could barely fit in to get you out if you could get there. And that was nowhere near as intimidating as nightfall in the Bronx. So what, what made you, like, as we, we were talking about this last week, what, what made you want to, like, I have zero, like, less than zero desire to like go anywhere no near. How much desire? Zero desire. One to run to the one city. One less than one desire. <laughs> <laughs> I, only, I only have one key factor that made me go to the city, and that's Lacey. Yeah. yeah. Lacey well, you lo- must love that woman more than... Lacey loves going to we'll zoos. understand, because that... Yeah. Wow, man. Well, I've heard great things about the Bronx. That's, that's it. Like, the, the hotel was rough, to say the least. There's nowhere to park at the hotel. You can't even pull up and drop your bags off. You get in there, it's bulletproof glass, and you slide your ID stuff onto the little <laughs> thing, and I ask the guy, where do you park? And he says, anywhere on the street you can find. So we drive up and down four city blocks and make U-turn after U-turn after U-turn, back and forth. There's nowhere to park. And the only places that I would park and walk back that I could possibly squeeze in in front of a fire hydrant, I wouldn't walk through the atmosphere at nighttime back because I don't fit in. Yeah. And we'll just, I mean, it, it, it seemed like I was a, I hate to say it, but it seemed like I was no longer a predator. I was on the opposite side of the fence. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not mean. It's just, I didn't fit in. That's an you know, so. uncomfortable place. To so be. it was, it felt uncomfortable. Did you end up having a good time? I did. He was the wounded. Had a that. great time. We ended up parking the car across the street at a little gas station fixer up place. They yeah. guys like 20 bucks. Give me the keys. I'm like, what? Yeah, give me the keys. I didn't want to give my keys of the car away to some guy I didn't know, and apparently everybody does it, so I did it, and that's so they can jockey the cars around. But uh, we stayed in the hotel as long as we were in the room. It was it was nice. The room was up to date and clean. And I walked outside. There was saw a big rat. Uh, unfortunately, you know it is the inner city. There's some poverty. I saw a guy sleeping on the curb. And I'm just out of my element. So this we, sounds like this could be another Rotan episode. Yeah, but I love Lace. She likes zoos, and That's we've been to a lot. We got up the next morning, hit the zoo early. The zoo is there's no words for it. The Bronx Zoo is phenomenal. It's a must do on your bucket list. You have to see it. <laughs> and uh, it's you know almost it's 300 some acres, like right smack really? in the middle of the heart of the city, and it's. What's in season right now? You have no clue what's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got no clue when you're in the zoo that you're in the city. Like, you, you just fall away. Wow. The oh, zoo's pretty cool. phenomenal, so. Just one one more question before we go. Would you rather drive on that George Washington Bridge or do the Roatan Miracle S- Mile scooter, scooter <laughs> jamboree? Oh, man, that, <laughs> that's extremely tough. Like, it's it's a close it's beating a scooter up in the potholes versus yeah. dodging Miracle 100 mile. miles an hour and, and three mile an hour cars at the same time. No one was stealing your wife at this point, though. 
She was. They weren't. Yeah, she was yeah. actually in the car with me. That's a in different New York. level. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a different level. If, I don't know. I would do it. I would do the Bronx again. <laughs> I would do the Bronx Zoo again. But I, I might take the Wolf's bus trip out of the the Bass Pro Park. I lot. think that's the thing with New York is if you do it like three, four, maybe five times successfully and have a good time. Like the more you do it, the more you just. And I think I make it sound bad, and I don't want to. If I grew up there, yeah, I would, would be yeah, fine. Yeah. But if you take those same guys that were hanging out at night on the curb that I don't fit in with, and you bring them down here and you put them in a cornfield at night with me, they may feel out oh, of their absolutely. element, like they're freaked out. Yeah. And Dove I, hunting. Absolutely. I walk. I walk through the cornfields in the middle of midnight all the time. Fox on. Like it don't bother me none. Yeah. So. I tell you what about about New York City is huge, guys, because being a teenager, it is huge. Early twenty year old in right. Chicago. Chicago it's bigger in Chicago. Looks, you don't. It feels like farmland. Compared to New York City, you feel like you have breathing room and elbow room and space. And even in downtown Chicago compared to New York, I've never seen another. I think I'd have to go to Tokyo. After there, that. They, been, they been don't a have few capitals around the world. There's yeah. nowhere to park. They yeah. park on the curb. There's nowhere to like do anything. The, the no garbage thanks. on the sidewalk is in bags, but Ugh. it's mountains high. Like it takes every it's stop just, would take man. an entire garbage truck to fill it up. I got the R2 trip planned. Yeah. We get the train out of Harrisburg. We end up in the last Penn train. Station. Yeah. Up in New York City, in downtown Manhattan. Done. We do whatever we're going to do, have a good day, and then spend the night. I, like, we don't book nothing. We don't plan nothing. We just go. Fly by the seat of our pants. Can you fish up there? Stevie can. Uh I'm sure. Put together like a scavenger. I think it's a rod-free city. It's a rod-free. Yeah, I think it's rod-free. It's rod-free. We, 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 we get the trains then and or the L or whatever they got, and yeah. then, uh, go up to the Bronx Zoo the next day. And Alaska's the same. Yeah, Alaska's, We take the H6 and we do it. Yeah, um, I love it. Alaska's the same way. It has this odd feeling of you're not the predator at nighttime. Yeah. And there's a short window, two hours of dark, three hours of dark when I was there. It's probably enough, though. But you don't know if bears are coming around when you can't see them. You don't know if you're... And in the daylight hours, you have a sense of, okay, I can see what's around you. I can see if danger is approaching. And the Bronx was the same way. It was made just been a feeling that I was yeah. being looked at differently or didn't fit in because it was nighttime. And I don't know the area. Yeah. So I think it's just a repetitious thing that, you yeah. know. I'm glad you made it back. But yeah. I, loved, I loved the Bronx, too. And Lacey had a blast. You know, so. oh, my experience the last time in New York was uh, we got away from touristy sections. Oh, yeah. And it's a completely different place. Yep. Is like, it? Oh, and you can, if you're like two streets away and you look down, you can see like the congestion. You can see where everybody, sure. is, where most people are. And for the first time, I'm like, this is like a normal place. And, but it just has a touristy section. I, that's, I where the, but, that's where the good food is. Outside of it, oh, like yeah. the Hell's Kitchen yep. area, like a little different place. It's it's completely different. It's like downtown York at that point. And there's, there's, yeah, and there's like the guy at the desk. I come down, I left Lacey up in the room. I came downside. I, I went outside to, you know, uh, look around, have a smoke, whatever. And I come downstairs, and even the guy at the desk is like, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go out. Can I get back in? And he's like, you're going out to stay on the property. Like, you, sh you should stay here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was weird that the guy at the desk gave me a warning <laughs> that you should stay here on the property yeah. by yourself. So it was odd. It was just an odd place. 
But anyhow, it reminded me, I ran it long, long story short, your little tiny shed you stayed in, <laughs> I rented one of those that was a little bit more modern than that and had a shower. Mine was free, and we did have showers. That's so, cool. I mean, that was That's also cool. it was ca- fancy camping, but not in big That's old cool. nice fist. Steve, wheels. you got anything new? Yeah. You guys remember Lucas. You know, Lucas from Deeper. Yeah. I know a guy that you know, might know him. From Lithuania. Yeah. Well, I've been talking with him for a few weeks, and uh, he's going to come fish with us. You've been what? talking with yeah. Lucas? Uh, I've yeah. been, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's coming over nice. to the States for ICAST in Florida here in a few weeks. And then uh, he's going to come up set up shop. Pennsylvania. Talk about filling out of your element. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I thought going four hours away to New York was he's bad. Lucas is coming from world. Lithuania yeah. to hang out <laughs> yeah. with us. So he's going to come fish with us for a few days. Awesome. So we'll have That'll be great. all these... What's he going to do with all these baggy clothes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. But it, it, on the same, you know, speaking of deeper, Sean and I, Sean Holsinger of HolsingersFlyShop.com and HolsingersGuideService.com, uh, we're fishing uh, over the weekend. And, were you using uh, one of those uh, Keystone Copperheads? Uh, no. Okay. He may have. No, he wasn't either. It's a dumb think. name, whoever named that. <laughs> no. Oh. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Old wounded knee. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to live yeah. that down, no, bud. So no. we, we were over at the spillway. Not, not until I go up that river with a below-the-knee amputation. You're, never, you're yeah. still never going to live it down. <laughs> the Copper Shaman. You're never the living that down. <laughs> That's what you should have named it, the, the Copper Shaman. That could be the next one coming. So we, we were fishing below the spillway at Racetown in the Racetown branch of the Junior. So right as the dam, you know, right at the base of the dam, the, the breast of the dam, there's a, I don't know, it's maybe 20 yards wide. And a uh, you know, hundred or so yards down from that, you know, Sean's fly fishing for smallmouth and trout. And I'm trying to catch these big stripers that I keep see popping, you know, busting up every, I don't know, five or ten minutes. I see two, two or three of these yeah. within maybe a 50-yard uh, stretch of the river. And it's not that deep. It's like seven or eight feet. But for an hour and a half, you know, every, I don't know, ten minutes, I'd see one or two of these just Unreal explosions. Right, they're, on the they're top. actually blowing up the water. They're not just it's, doing the boil. Yeah, it's they're, not, they're boiling minnows. They're, yeah. So, an hour and a half, I'm Go trying on. to find these. And I throw it everything, live bait, every lure, whatever, everything I got. And finally, I just, you know, I'm, uh, I'm coming up nothing. And uh, Sean, you know, is killing the smallmouth and the stripers, not, or I'm sorry, smallmouth and trout, not far from me. So I don't know any other place where you can, you know, within a hundred yards, you can catch smallmouth and trout on a fly rod and see these gigantic stripers, you know, busting up on top of the water, you know, at the same time. It's just really strange, unique area. Microchasm. It's a, it, it, absolutely. Like. There's you pump, nailed it. There's Fantastic. pumpkin seeds and red eyes in there too. Yeah. <laughs> and suppose there's walleye. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of everything that come out of that dam. Yeah, walleye, lake trout, maybe chain pickerel. I don't know, but I'm sure there's but, some crayfish in there. Crayfish. So, so I'm not. I'm counting nothing. Like not even a bump. Like nothing, nothing, zero. So Sean comes up, and I'm just. I, I just had a hard. I couldn't stop because I, you know, every once in a while I would see these. These top water hits and what did Sean put on like an articulated no, leech no, no, pattern? He, he, Sean put on the deeper, 
And uh, oh, <laughs> <caught> one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I, I got to uh, got to get to show or uh, was he showing Sean how to use the deeper, and we ran it, you know, down this twenty thirty yard stretch of the river, where I had been fishing for an hour and a half, and guess what we picked up? A rock ledge. Like a penny. Nothing. Zero fish. How many? Less one less than one fish. Nice. Zero. Zero. Nothing. So for an hour and a half, you know, I'm seeing these explosions, but it's it's you know, it's fish just just you know breezing back and forth, you know, through there. For an hour and a half I'm fishing a place and not getting anything and there's zero fish. Because they weren't there. there. Yeah. So what, I, does what, anybody else have that problem where you, you, you should have run the deeper first? I should have ran the deeper. I've had the problem. I've had the same problem where yeah. the the smart sonar makes me feel dumb. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, why didn't I? You know, here <laughs> I am, and I could have I could have went down where Sean was and you know been wet waiting for smallmouth down there having a blast. But no, I'm you know trying to catch these. Whatever. Well, thank God, for, thank God for the deeper system. You'd been there for another two hours. Ghost fish. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if if you have technology, use the technology. Yeah. But the, anything I learned there, I probably would still do the same thing because, you know, it, there's still that. I mean, there were fish there, but it was like, you know, one every 10 minutes would come cruising past and doing something. But, boy, it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty crazy. So, Very cool. Yeah. That was fun, though. It was nice. good to catch up with Sean. I'm glad you guys had a good time. Yeah. Uh, uh, you were I, supposed to make it say, to well, that, did, right? Did you have you a good gonna, time here lately? No. We, you were planning on coming with us. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to be there, Will. What happened? I, I woke up that morning at like 10 till 4, and there was a message on my phone. I took ill. You took ill. What happened, bud? I had the... Um, so, I left work... Spiked a massive fever and uh, just ended up getting uh, an inflammation of the colon. And I thought I, I thought you were making it up. Colonitis. Correct. Or gastroenteritis. Yeah. All that business. And uh, yeah, I was out for a while. Colitis. It hit you pretty hard. I'm still, still working on it, you know, but yeah. I'm feeling... Like a hundred times. You were better. in the ER for a while, weren't you? I did. I talked to Will at the it, end of his it, work day, and he said, "I don't know what's wrong. Like something's something's not right." He, he wasn't freaked out, and he just is real calm. I don't know what's wrong. I, it doesn't feel good, and my knees feel like weak. I'm just like you know, I get these sinus infections and stuff every once in a while, and yeah. I'm like, I was why am I getting sick? Like I, I getting sick again and again, but this is. Whole different animal. This wasn't, you know, that wasn't. I'm glad. I'm actually glad that it wasn't like another sinus infection or something stupid. I don't know. But sinus don't, infection may have been easier. I don't to deal know. With the that. antibiotics from that sinus infection is a lot better than taking the. No, I, I know, like but as much as like I get, I, I get those things. I, I, I take you know under, one colon event and then. But you're underplaying that flagell. What people don't understand if they haven't taken it for a week long, it tastes like crap, guys. It tastes like you have metal in your mouth. Well, you I'm sure. Taste out. Sure, glad it the week before nauseous. that when I was sick in my gut. I didn't take it then. Oh, you should have been taking it because it would have cleaned. Yeah. I'm 
Yeah, and it also this is, it kills every bug in your belly, and you and you therefore it, can't. Abs- I mean, you pass everything, guys. I mean, you pass everything, everything. And, and literally, it's like a the, a Jesus situation where you're you're not eating much, but a lot's coming out, mm-hmm. and it's like the it's like the the fish and the you know the bread thing. <laughs> like it took me a while. Yeah. I had a crouton. How many loaves of bread have I made? <laughs> Just loaves of bread coming out. So yeah, uh, draw your own you know visuals. Did you podcast from the hospital? Yeah, I took the Zoom H6, yeah. and I was like, yeah, hey, Doc. I thought I saw a little Facebook Live action. Hey, Doc, you're you missed the golden opportunity there. <laughs> telling, telling the surgical consult doctor, hey, put these headphones put on. Put these headphones on a minute. World-famous podcaster here, Will, <laughs> here with Dr. Uh, Enteritis. Excuse me, put the, who are you again? <laughs> oh, never mind. You don't need the headphones. Dr. Enteritis. Yeah. Are you feeling better? I'm feeling better. Good. I'm glad. So anyway, enough about me. Do we have a show tonight? I I, I think we do. Sh- should we? I, nah. I think We're so. We're good. I think we should wrap we it up. Wrap Where can up? they find us? All right. Yeah. WWW. I think they could find us after we talk a little bit about the the newest. Who's this guy? I mean, like, and what does he bring to the group? This guy brings to the group a a strong. Manly beard, a, yeah. a strong beard. Only now, a, a great um, yeah. radio podcast. Absolutely, presence. Um, you took the words out of my mouth. I think uh, it's about time we have somebody smart at the table. His Amen voice is that. man butter. I'll let he, you know when he gets here. He can tell a mean <laughs> story. Um, he's he's fallen you? in love with fishing. He's our one and only bow doctor, but better known anymore as carp. There it is. Carp, Carp Madeira. I love it. Carp Madeira sounds like a, yeah. uh, like a Moto X backflip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Car- Ryan Carp there Madeira. I was in the middle of the Carp Madeira. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. I had nothing but one fly left, <laughs> and the sands of time were drying up. <laughs> How's it going, fellas? Are you nervous? No, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. What oh, you I didn't get nervous. to do my what's new. I wanted to tell you guys. Well, we figured you had the rest As, of the show. Well, no, no. Tell, I mean, tell us, you guys. Are right. Gonna, no. What's new? What's new? Before away. we go into like just, lightning session, or you, you touched on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna fill you. Hey, Ryan, what's, what's new? Your what's new is gonna be part of the lightning round. All what's right. new? So okay, uh, good enough. Favorite color. Phil touched on it. My recent love of fishing. Grew up trout fishing, pretty much with my dad, like all my life, but. You guys have got me into something. That we, we like spending is, your money for you. Yeah. As as Jeff <laughs> yeah. Barron would have said, it done took a hold. It done took a hold of me. Yeah. It done took, <laughs> it done took a hold. Guys, it done took a hold of me. Um, it it's been amazing. And just uh, today's what the sixth, seventh, yeah, sixth. July. Like so that. on the fourth of July, I actually was able to land my own personal best. That was a nice fish. It was my first official tank, right? Yes. You guys have been taking pictures. Catfish puts them out like every three hours of new, <laughs> a new like 18,000-pound bass that he's caught. Right. But I finally was able to land one on my own, uh, of my own, get it on the boat, get the pictures taken, and it was awesome. 
Yeah. It was. Get you, some. you are it, now up one or two more notches of addictionness. It, yeah. I told you it gets worse. Now, yeah, now, yeah. now it doesn't stop. Like, I I hooked into one. I think I talked about this on another podcast, but I hooked into one over at the, over at the lake. Yeah. I, I was using the four-pound Berkeley Heartbreaker, I the guess. And then <laughs> the one in northern Virginia that came up and missed. You oh, saw yeah. the big mouth. This one, I was I was actually able to get my hand in its mouth to get the lure out yes. because it, it actually sucked it all back in, and it was hooked back in the back of the gills. Yes. And I had to reach into the mouth. But yeah, That's it was, a good feel. That's a good fish. I'm gonna, I just want to, since you said how it gulped it down, I heard something very interesting this week in just a little tech you know, Talking about how much water they suck in. Yes, it's yeah. a lot like the, the six the, gallons. It's a lot like the lionfish can yeah. do the same thing. The way that they, 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 they can actually suck their prey in from in front of them. Yes, make a vortex to to bring it to them. But I couldn't believe that they were saying something like up towards like six, seven gallons worth of water yeah. washes through I don't through know their how lungs. much exact gallons, but it's a lot. But that, and that makes sense though because that's why like you know. I don't know about this bass fishing stuff, and I've been trying to research and read the articles and watch the YouTube videos, and I'm watching these guys do all of this stuff. And, you know, they're fishing with the, the, the Senkos and the wacky rigs and all this other stuff. and With you know, or without the scooter the, sticks. With or without the scooter <laughs> sticks, exactly. But, like, they're they're standing there on the edge of the boat, and they're fishing, and they're talking to the camera. like, oh, yeah, there's one. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's on now. And then they set the hook. I'm like... How are they doing? It's because you know the fish is taking in that much water with the bait. They're like, okay, yeah, he's on. Oh, well, it now certainly does hook. suck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it. That's good. Six gallons suck. But anyway, I just wanted to say it I was, sucks as it cuts. I was able to uh, to land my personal best. That that fish had to be one shad sandwich away from six pounds. Yeah, jeez, yeah, so, nice. Not badass. not going to break any kind of records, but I mean to go from. You know, 15, 16 inch trout was like booyah wall hanger to yeah. this pick. That's awesome, and, and that's within a couple of weeks. Like literally, you, you you've only been. Bass I still have the stink of newbie a on. A few me. weeks. Oh yeah, you smell that? <laughs> I can smell it over here. And it's not just fishing. Like he's modifying his kayak, and he's making he he knows. What he now being on the kayak, he knows what he wants and how he wants it, not what other companies or people build. Yeah. Like you know what you want and how where it's supposed to be. And yeah, now that you're a, a true addict and you you know what got your tank badge, yeah. now you you need your tank brigade badge where that's like the six pound, seven pound, eight pound it just gets more oh, addicting. Yeah, I wanna see the, like a, a picture next time that where you're smiling a little bit. Like a smirk even. No, you're, you're not there yet. You're not to the smirk part. No. Well, that ain't going to happen. You just look terrible. Like, you're like, I hate this fish. Yeah. I did it for 10 years I, until Will finally got me to start smelling. So, so, I guess a quick background, since it's my episode, I'll do whatever I want. Absolutely. Uh, Please. Why not? <laughs> Go right ahead. I've had countless people ask me why I never smile in any of my hunting pictures. Like, aren't you having fun? Aren't you having a good time? I'm like, yes, I am, but... It's a couple of things. There's a couple of reasons. It's pre- um, predatory, but it's 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 stoic. <laughs> I think a little bit in nature. Like I'm yeah. I'm paying homage. I don't want to stand there with like you hear guys talk about the grips and grins, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to act like I'm celebrating. You're over, not. Over oh, you're clearly not Even celebrating. I'm, I'm in in this you. in the world of the fishing pictures that I've been taking. Yeah. Obviously, you know I'm free in the fighter. Everything's going back in the water, but I'm not. Celebrating the fact that 
I just landed the fish. It's still like paying some respects. Yeah. You have like you have a live fish that's out of the water that don't want to be out of the water yeah. while you're trying to take a picture of it. I get it. I, but the I, other aspect of it is um, I grew up with a big, giant David Letterman gap in my front teeth, so I don't smile in pictures uh, because I'm used to just not smiling because I hate showing my teeth. I was like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's true. So I don't, I don't, you don't have it pictures. now. That's no, funny. I got rid of it. I had braces on when I was like 20. Nicely done. 20 to 22. Sweet. Poor third dot. Close the gap up. Yeah. I don't think you've. No, I get that. I have a crooked tooth. I don't smell much in my pictures. I'm just saying, like a smirk. I smirk. I don't, yeah, you smirk. You I just, smirk now. But for. You sent a picture of Smirk it up. Back in the PO ah. days, I, I had the most grouchiest look on my face for years. <laughs> Before you pooped. <laughs> Before I pooped. Like, it's like eight years in between poops. <laughs> next one for you, Will. The next one. Uh, you get a big old. Cheesy grin on it. You, you know what? What's what I think is. Don't, don't do it for me though. Do it because you. Oh want. no! Absolutely, I'm doing it for you. Oh good. The, the coolest really thing want. about this, Ryan, is that, like you said, you you're, you know, the most fishing you've done is, is trout fishing, and but because you have, I don't know, there's something in the heart of an outdoorsman, whether you're a hunter or a fisherman, bow hunter, whatever it is you're doing outdoors. That you can pick up on something, and it all comes back to you know a few different basic principles. Whether you're you know, whatever you're doing, whatever you're hunting, whatever you're fishing, and you can you can figure it out. And yeah. and, and like everybody, absolutely, I, I don't know. Every, everybody, I know a, a, a true outdoorsman has that ability to you know to to figure out what their prey wants. How to catch it? How, you know whether you're fishing it, hunting it, trapping it. You know, you, yeah, and you, you prove that. You know, yeah, there's it, it, a there's a lot of correlations. Short weeks. Yeah, you there's know? a lot of correlations that I've drawn, and I've thought about these things while I'm sitting on the kayak. Um, a lot of similarities, probably like pros and cons too in their similarities because um, one of the cons that I thought about really recently is Shaka. Well, <laughs> There's, there's Genghis. <laughs> uh, wrong, wrong group. Okay. Kubla. So, Kubla Khan. Our Khan from Khan from Starship. All right, somebody done. Somebody done broke Stevie. <laughs> Breaking Stevie is the name of this episode. <laughs> so. One of one of the negative similarities. Let's go with that. One of the negative similarities between um, the bow hunting God. that I've done, that I'm absolutely obsessed with, and the bass fishing from the kayak that I am becoming very, very, very obsessed with. Yeah. One of those similarities, or, or unfortunate coincidences, is um, the constant second guessing. Huh. I'm always second-guessing myself. But here's the worst part about kayak fishing. I've got three rods. So well, i got you... this kayak crate, right? All my lures, every piece of soft plastic I've got, every different kind of hook, every different whopper, plopper, spook, jig, jitterbug, fluke. Badonkadonk. Badonkadonk. <laughs> with and without the scooter, scooter sticks. sticks. <laughs> um, everything's back there. Like, I've got it all with me. So as soon as I cast out and reel back in one time, it's like, yeah, I should probably try something different. Because I do the same thing when I'm, when I'm archery hunting. I get in a tree stand. Everything's perfect. I'm like, this is the morning. And as soon as it starts to break a little bit of light, 
I start thinking about what I would be seeing in another stand. You and I do. The only yeah. difference is yeah. when I'm archery hunting, you can't just climb down and go over to your other stand. When you're when you're fishing out of the kayak, yeah. it's right there. It's, it's right like, there. well, let me just go ahead and tie another one on. There's a lot of guys that do that, too, when they're fishing. They'll spend more time changing baits than they do actual fishing. That's what I found myself doing. What I, I, got what I do is I'll take a, a whopper plopper and I'll hook a Cinco to it. <laughs> and a night crawler. And, and, the other and, a night and, <laughs> and spray some shad and, juice on it. Yeah. <laughs> and a high-tech trailer. <laughs> nice. I just, you know, something's going <laughs> to... Something will hit that. Something will want that. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to do that. Thread a night curler on the line with a Keystone Copper. Yeah, if, <laughs> I a if I end up catching like a sunfish or a crappie, I just let it on. Yeah, just, keep <laughs> <laughs> just keep fishing. <laughs> Throw them back out. I'll catch something. Some I like it. Well, no, it's, it's good. Anyway. It's been fun watching you. It has. Like, you know, just starting from, you know, not bass fishing to landing these, you yeah. know, monster and, fish. And taking a step back, it. we, Ryan, come on to the group a little bit later, not much, than when we actually started the podcast. And uh, he called a shot. He told me he was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, here's, here's, the cra- here's the crazy part about it is. You know, we said that you'd get a bunch of brothers and best friends and, you know, did you, I guess my first question for you is, so people get to learn, did you realize that you would be in love with growing a beard and love it, like, love (laughs) learning how to bass fish and, you know... All this different stuff that, and you're not done. There's lots of different things that we're gonna keep doing and learn from you as well. I still haven't done a bit of wet wading. We haven't gone out for the flatties on the Susquehanna yet. There's all kinds of stuff I'm looking forward to, and you know, I've I've helped you guys out. I think a little bit uh, up until this point because I got I got bows that I've been hooking up for guys. Um, We'll get into the part where we're going to start hanging stands. Getting ready for hunting season for uh, for whitetails mm-hmm. and you know I'll be able to give back. No, no, you, right now you I'm do. just taking. I'm a sponge. Yeah, you but gotta fill did me you up. realize like is this something that you anticipated and, and figured out that? Oh, this not at all. I mean, you between Will and Catfish, you guys, you guys prepped me, and you're like, listen, you know the whole idea, and we talk about this every week with every guest. You know, you got eight new best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will. Advised me of the amount of text messages uh, and and involvement and Facebook <laughs> feedback messages that you're going to be getting and you know it's it's constant it's nonstop and it's true because if if it goes 45 minutes to an hour and I haven't heard from somebody I'm like Will's weird. in the hospital someone's <laughs> in the ER wrong. <laughs> Some, somebody call Stevie and find out what's happening I don't even know what you're talking about I cried kicking and screaming not to have you on this podcast I told you Will did. it's not the right yeah. guy you don't have a beard no <laughs> keep him out no I was I was ecstatic uh, when the invitation was extended to me so it was well, it was a no brainer did it ever cross your mind to like say no uh, no. no no it didn't I didn't think so no, and we've—I think we've talked about this in the in the past. You know, I have been podcasting for a while, 
yeah. with the other. Uh, you have how many hundreds of hours of podcasting? Of well, we just did 150 episodes so on you're Span like the 300, Void, and each of those hours. is about four hours yeah. <laughs> worth of podcasting. Um, you got to divide that by 25 because Ryan gets to talk about an hour of that four hours when <laughs> Matt talks the other three. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in total, I've been you know in, involved with podcasting. He sat for, near a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and rolled my eyes for countless hours. Um, but yeah, this is sitting around, and the, the, that podcast that you know we just did 150 episodes on that podcast started just as you know between Brad and I sitting around going, we should be recording this. Like other people would enjoy listening to us just sit around a table, have a couple of beers, mm-hmm. you know, ribbing each other, busting each other's chops, and just talking about stuff. Yeah. The thing is. And, and and Brad can attest to this um, from Spain the Boy. Like he can attest to this, and you guys all know it at this point. The only thing that really gets me going, Matt, is well, besides anger uh. issues. Like I, I've got a pretty short fuse when it comes to getting upset about things. But the only thing that gets me excited, yeah, that gets my eyes lit up, Jimmy, is hunting. Is get, <laughs> getting to tell your experiences. Right. Right. You know, and I try on that no, podcast. Yeah, and they're not always uh, extremely receptive towards yeah. paying attention. But right. he, it doesn't matter if there's a microphone in front of me or not. I could sit down and I could tell you guys a story about a buck I killed this year. Uh, do we what hit? happened? I'll, what? I'm going to tell what? you guys about it sometime. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear it. I killed I a buck that. this year. And I've told that story countless times. In archery many, season? <laughs> many of you have heard it countless times. But I could sit here and tell it again. Is that the like one catfish? It, it's talking about hunting, specifically <laughs> archery has been something that just it gets me going yeah. and I'm quickly finding out that talking about fishing is going to start doing the same thing Dude, yeah. we, I, I mean we didn't always dote over everybody's you know on the podcast but we're really glad you're here yeah we are you know uh, oh, thanks guys I love you I'm, yeah. special, this is getting a little bit Emotional. I'm glad I changed my mind at the last second. Yeah, you were you were a tough sell. I was. Yeah, Ryan, you he mentioned was the last holdout, wasn't he? Yeah, he I was. Knew it. I knew it. He was. Sorry, Ryan. I love you now. <laughs> you mentioned Span the Void in a couple of episodes back. I I, I want to thank you for an outdoorsman with a beard who drives a truck uh-huh. for defending big trucks and kind of why did Jim get that small bed that that's a great truck he has yeah it's but beautiful he, but he it's jim's episode <laughs> i know you can still haul four by eight sheet of plywood that's his thing he so. drops the bet he drops the the gate on that he can still get a four by eight sheet with two okay. feet of it hanging out there all right but but uh, thank you because that was i was i just you, you said the things that i wanted to say oh yeah on i understand it, and i i thank you for that i said a lot of i Probably didn't say a lot of the things we all wanted to say too, but that's all right. So that's a maybe different story. Maybe we can start the lightning round. I'm not one for formalities, I, I but I was going to say that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, not one to get into no, detail. Like to know, you know, to be consistent or beat or, dead horses. Or, huh? <laughs> anyway. Hey, Ryan. Yes, sir. Uh, or sorry. Yes, Stevie. What's your favorite food? Favorite food. Ah, uh, lightning round, bud. Oh, like oh, you got you have like that half was, a second. What, uh, Ryan, favorite chicken food? Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the end? I think he said Actually, chicken veal, parmesan. Veal parmesan. Veal oh. would be the better choice. Nice. What's, favorite color? Blackish. 
Perfect. That includes grays and browns. I'm colorblind. So. Black. You are. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Bubbly, uh, bright red on the end of my arrow. Gotcha. My Frothy. Color. I would ask Frothy you red. what it means to be, like, how colorblindness works, but Will would yell at me afterwards. So well, we'll, we can, we'll we can bring it up after rod, the lightning okay, round. Rods and cones. Sorry. Rods and cones. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite superhero. I don't really have one, but I guess I'll say... Batman, but only the Christian Bale Batman from Batman Begins. Oh, he was good. that Batman. Yeah. yeah. I don't like comic booky Batman. No. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Have you seen Batman Lego? No. no It'll no, change your mind. No no, no. 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 What do you do for a living? <laughs> what I work in the IT industry. You do? Uh, yes. I'm a bit of a liaison. I don't oh. I don't program anything and I'm not an end user. But I can speak to both sides of that coin, right? So I take the the really techie tech talk that the programmers use, and I can dumb it down and speak to an end user. You sound like then the, I take their questions uh, and I can convert that back into techie speak. What was the guy in Office Space? I don't actually do anything, Bob. <laughs> the stapler guy. No, I would, I the other say. one. That, I take the design and. Talk to the engineers. And I don't remember him. I just remember the stapler guy. I wouldn't actually say I've been missing He was the one that got cops. hit by a car, yeah. I think. But anyways, I, I, I don't. think I know the answer to this one. Do you secretly love cats? <laughs> no. No, I do not. <laughs> if you could be one animal, what animal would that be? Damn it, that was my question. If I could be an animal. Well, I guess I'm supposed to say carp. <laughs> Why nickname, would you be a carp? But I don't think of myself as a bottom feeder. <laughs> Soft uh, mouth and everything. I'm going to go mountain lion. Gotcha. Yeah. Dream nice. hunt. Mountain lion. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lightning round. <laughs> like the answer for the next six questions. <laughs> no matter what it is. What's your favorite big cat? Uh, dream hunt's going to be still, it's, it's whitetails, Milk River in Montana. Yeah. For whitetails. You got any kids? Three. Yeah. That I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Male or female? <laughs> My kids? <laughs> Whatever you want. Two <laughs> girls and a boy. Pork. That question gets thrown out every uh, lightning round. You, kids, you figure it out. <laughs> I never know what it refers to. <laughs> I got the easy way out. Yeah. The time that just right for yeah. it. Yeah, two girls and a boy, though, for the kids. All right. Coldest place you've ever been? Uh, Stowe, Vermont. Negative 72 degrees was the wind chill factor. What? Let's see. Wind chill. That's what, what's the actual I think the actual temperature was in the negative 30s. 30s? Yeah. Wow. They would not let us on the last lift to take you to the summit. Girls. Without face, facial protection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad you And went. girls. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, we had to yeah. have girls with us. I lived in North Dakota, so if they didn't let you out in negative 30. With facial protection? No, we, we, were, off, we were on the mountain. We were skiing. You just couldn't take that last lift all the way up to the summit because of the wind chill without, without something face. on your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, you got to cover your bare skin. Which Pain, I right? think they called. They radioed down to the ski lodge it's, to let them know. It's going to suck. No, no, they said, uh, mark up the price on all the face masks. Because uh. <laughs> half of us had to ski down and buy something to cover our face. And, and a chapstick. Uh, I think I paid like. 70 or 80 bucks for like a little. No, you didn't. No, what? I'm exaggerating at this point. But uh, just for lip balm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for chapstick. <laughs> you want your lips to fall off, boy. <laughs> Propane, charcoal, or wood pellet? Ooh. What am I using or what do I want to use? <laughs> yes. Go. I'm currently using propane 
with an option of charcoal, but I want to use wood pellet. A Traeger? Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah. Want to get me a Traeger? Cooked on a Traeger just this past weekend. You did? What'd you cook? Uh, corn, actually. What? The, the grill next to it yeah. had all the other things on it. And I'm like, guys, you can do anything in this Traeger. Watch. Corn on so the cob. Corn in on the, the husk. Oh, yep. Yeah. I'll bet that was good. good. I soaked it for about a half hour. Yeah. Like in ice water. Fired it up. Yep. Ice water. I put a little bit of milk in the corn yeah. soaker. Yeah. Flour cornmeal. <laughs> Flour. <laughs> you just said that. I love to Jeff fire me up. <laughs> I'm going to sell you all on that cornmeal. <laughs> y'all. Well, yeah. Just don't even waste your time. Just cornmeal. Yeah. That's all. That's all right. And anything's good soaked in Frank's Red Hot. No oh, man. That's good butter he's, milk. That boy not wrong. He is not wrong. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, sir. What's your favorite beverage? Uh, right now, uh, well, no. Uh, Funk Citrus. There you go. What but is, usually it's Magic Hat number nine. What's more... Uh, uh, uneasy to you, or you know, gets the things going inside. Talking to a cop or a hot chick. That's what makes a, you more uncomfortable? Yeah, I don't. I don't think either one of them make me uncomfortable anymore because chances <laughs> are with the cop, I I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um. So I'm just talking to him, asking how his day is, and um, hot chicks don't bother me anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm married at this point. It's true. If you could spend six months in any period of time in the Earth's history, where would you want to be? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Knew that was coming. I I honestly believe I would be some sort of Scandinavian uh, Viking-ish type thing. Yeah. Or I would be a peasant in the medieval times. Medieval times, so, like you. The rest in the drumstick. And Excuse me, sir. Hello. Hello. Hello, ladies. Can I have some more? <laughs> I'd like to have a little bit more. <laughs> more. Right, have we, are we, have, have we had enough of lightning? Can we? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's say, who would you pick in Hollywood? Who would be your who if you could pick one girlfriend and one boyfriend? You have to pick them both. You have to pick them both at the same time, no matter what, male or female. All right, this is um, relatively speaking, this is easy. I was going to say, my girlfriend's going to be Avril Lavigne. Think what you want, but she is fantastic. Okay, Avril, and she'll sing to me at night. Yes, and my boyfriend will be Blake Shelton. She would would why you have to be so complicated, right? <laughs> and I'd say, hey, I'm just a skater boy. <laughs> Grow up, Brian. <laughs> but you, you had that one in your like hip pocket there. What's you, that? You were loaded, ready to go with that. Jeez. Uh, well, You've been thinking um, about Blake. Uh, Avril Lavigne's always in the back of my mind. You yeah, could have taken man. like the straight line. Path I've had and a man just said Jared Leto. <laughs> no, I've had a man it's crush a on boy and girl on Blake. Well before like The Voice and really? all this other so, stuff. What's your favorite music type? Like. Oh, genre. see, that's very. When it comes to music and me, it's it, it's very eclectic. Yeah. Um, Depending on what you're doing. I grew up. Nah, not even that. No. I just I listen to anything. Speaking um, of man love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's lightning round. Damn it! Sorry. Nineties yeah. nineties uh, <laughs> crunch. <laughs> Go. If cat <laughs> if catfish is crying, would you hug him to comfort him? Oh. 
That's a trick question. Catfish, Catfish doesn't, doesn't cry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Who's your favorite span the void personality other than yourself? And Will. Is there anybody other than me on there? <laughs> no. Nah. Can Oil. Uh, <laughs> oh, Super man. fan Can Oil. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with the easy choice. It's Brad. Brad. Yeah, that didn't take long either. I didn't even. I'm sorry, Ken. I forgot totally about that. The next podcast remind me to tell everybody of our listeners on how amazing Ken Euler is on fighting off snakes out of kayaks. Oh, Oh, I did see some of that. (laughs) To be continued, Ken. Don't think you're getting off the hook. All right. That's a little teaser for the next episode, folks. What got you started in podcasting? Is this the speed round? Yeah, we're done with the speed round. We're oh. going to move on. Now the COO so, says. Yeah, he kind of said a little bit earlier. Yeah, it was it was really the brainchild of Brad. Yeah. We're just sitting around out back having a couple of beers, just, just BSing. And he goes, man, we should start recording this. We should do okay. a podcast. And for the listeners, Brad like, yeah. is literally the guy that lives right behind your house. Yes. He, always together. It's like pretty much 150 yards. Yeah. And we're related now. We, we married... Sisters. Yes. This is this is Ryan's podcast. We're going to take a short commercial break. While I tell you about Ken Euler's trip down the river, Ken took, uh, I believe, two of his daughters. Does he have two daughters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he took them kayaking in purple and pink kayaks down what I, let's call it the Conewago, the Swatera, wherever they were being. Um, and I do remember seeing photos of Ken. And if you have not seen Ken, hot rod Ken, long beard Ken, glasses Ken. Super short hair, long beard. Yeah. Like, nice. Car. Not a hipster, not a Viking, just not a greaser. 50s. Yeah. If anything, he's, greaser. He's straight out of an old malt shop with a big, big beard yeah. back in the 50s. Like yeah. uh, the. Barbershop quartet singing on the sidewalk, rolling up in a 1934 chopped coupe type of Ken Oiler. Ken Oiler. Just tough. Like you, I just would imagine the tight rolled jeans sewn at the bottom, cigarette pack underneath his sleeve. I'm never, ready to go. Let's, yeah. let's, let's roll. Never, he, never used a breaker bar to get a nut loose. No, exactly. Just chewed it off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kayaking in a pink and purple kayak with his two daughters down to Swatera. Conewago, Susquehanna, wherever he's at, I forget. Sure. Um, in this massive, from what I hear, I didn't see a picture, like anaconda comes out of the bushes <laughs> and starts swimming across the Swatera. Did you say anaconda? Yeah, it was like a giant 40-foot python or something. <laughs> so this is what his post says. And so as he's kayaking down, this snake disappears. And they continue to go, and it, apparently he was going to, like, jump out and chew its eyeball out. And <laughs> it just, it went away. So as they're going down, the Swatera, Conewago gets slower and lower to the point where he has to get out ankle deep and drag the kayaks through with his daughters because Ken's slightly on a bigger guy's size. So if a couple inches of water kayak don't float, he gets out, he's walking ankle deep in water. And what shows up? This dragonish, large, massive—you know—I uh, don't even know what a prehistoric crocodile-looking anaconda thing comes out again. <laughs> Technically, from what I hear, it was like a four-foot water snake. 
So was it a stick? No, it was an actual snake. Right, it was right. just like a garter snake, but this I don't is the think way it was even four foot. No, his post made it out to be that it was, you know, a uh, the Loch Ness, Loch Ness monster <laughs> come out of nowhere. And his girls explained it in their post as a shriekish, godly, god goddess, goddess like scream came out of Ken Euler. Goddess like scream. Like it woke the neighbors a harp, up down like to Swartera. Like a harpy. Like a harpy, like the, a harpy. yes. Yeah, yes. they thought it was the fire alarm going off at like the, the local fire department. Everybody shows up and finds out it's this tiny little water snake that came across and he now remember is walking his kayak, so he's carrying his paddle. He throws his kayak paddle at this snake, and the snake goes under the water. Now, he swears it's to protect his two daughters, his protect his children. <laughs> yeah. But in the mass confusion, the water is now murky, and he can't see where the snake goes. Uh, so he jumps back in his kayak, which now is not floating, and spends the next hour in his kayak in the sun while telling his daughters everything will be okay. Because he can't go anywhere, he won't get out of the kayak, and he can't paddle anywhere because he has no paddle. For an hour. Bless For his heart. I don't know, God hours, like two and a half days from what he said. <laughs> So he ended up like I don't know in the ER with all kinds of chest pain from this snake Panic that attacks. swears was waiting in the murky water to kill him when he stepped out <laughs> and his daughters. And I, the story is longer than that, but Ken can tell it better. When we have him on the podcast, we he can tell you all on. about the yeah. epic story that it is Ken Euler fighting the anaconda. I'm pretty sure his daughter saved him. We're back. So from, it was all said and done. That was nice of him. We're now back from commercial. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so you're on a podcast every week with with Brad and 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 we. How did we stumble across you? How did R2 find Ryan? Well, actually, um, I think it was at that point. Will was interested in podcasting, and Will is related through marriage. Yeah. I think to Brad, as am I. Um, this is all coming together now. Yeah. You didn't know that. This was I, no. Oh, you really didn't know it. You didn't. Well, know this I'm trying to be dramatic. Oh, yeah. you suck at that. <laughs> I absolutely do. Okay. <laughs> Son of a, I'm trying to explain it so I don't leave out details or get it wrong. But you already know the story. So yeah, basically. But millions was, of other people listening don't. Right. Right. So right. You, no, so, we get it. We get it, bud. <laughs> so if you go back and you listen to the very first Rut and River Pursuit podcast, they talks Will talks about how Posted Outdoors has become Rut and River Pursuits, and part of that, you know, rebranding. Will's vision was for this podcast to the, be the heart, what it is, the lifeblood of the. Of the and group. Will, being a super fan at that time of the Span the Void podcast, yes, he was like, dude. "I got to get in with these guys and see what's going on." So he sat in on one. And he was a, basically a silent observer. I tried. Until he, he drug me off. You got way. in a little bit. I sure tried. Yeah. You know, but I didn't know. But and, and that was when we were in, maybe, yeah. you know, 30, 40 podcasts in, something like that. And then um, around the 50, 60 podcast mark, maybe it was a little bit later, I might have my. You know what? Off. You know what? Uh, I was, no, that was not me, the silent observer. Uh, well, that was. That our, was Aaron. Yeah, at Aaron 30, was 40. I was at silent. 80. Eighty-six because Matt, that was Matt's first. Oh yes, during the golden years. Careful yes. how you say that. <laughs> you were Matt's first. Just, that was it, Matt, was, it was uh, the first uh, podcast that was done in his absence. Matt quit. He took a oh, bit of a hiatus. 
Yeah. Gotcha. It wasn't long after that, though. Well, he, guys, guys, and, and I was going to say this earlier. Take it easy on Matt. He's had a traumatic life. Yeah. Uh, trauma? Trauma. Yeah, he knows all trauma. about trauma. <laughs> so <laughs> Go back and listen to that podcast. I, I told him a little bit about trauma. Uh, but not long after, Will came on. Yeah, eighty six. You know, then we we actually got got a hold of Will again. We're like, hey, why don't you come back? You know, we're we're sort of in this weird place right now where Matt's taking this break and we don't know what we're doing. Come on back. You were you were fun. Let's have you back on. And Will goes, I got this guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. <laughs> so they show up. Yeah. It was Will. Thus entered the catfish. And Uncle Catfish. <laughs> And I distinctly remember they pulled in my driveway. We were recording over at Jim's house that night. Yeah, studio. But you B. guys pulled in my driveway about an hour before it was time to go. And I, I was, you know, proud of my little basement that I've got with my little archery studio that I've got down there. I'm like, come on down here and check this thing out. And it met Catfish for the first time, and I'm talking to him for a little bit. I'm like, all right, we're going to go over to Jim's house. So you guys go and jump in your truck. I, I distinctly remember this. I looked at Brad, and I said, that's podcast gold right there. I said, we got catfish on this podcast tonight. This is podcast gold. Mm-hmm. And it was. It had. It has to be my favorite Span Void episode still. You know, that was the first podcast I ever listened to was the, the one with, with catfish. Yeah. I was, was same here. I was yeah. fishing. I had, a, I had a drinker. Let's just say I was wild turkeying. So we, it's a hunting podcast. So it was turkey, turkey season. It yeah. was wild turkey season. And, uh, yeah, Will calls me up, and he's like, hey, I got something fun to do. Let's uh, come with me. Like, I, we're going to go talk on the radio. All right. Like, I really didn't know what to expect. And the first thing I remember ever saying on the podcast was, Will told me not to expect much. <laughs> 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 and I was talking, like, they don't really expect to say anything or do, you know. And, uh yeah, yeah, the very first thing I ever said on a podcast, I think, was uh, quite a. It was kind of kicking a ball suspended. No, I'm not a. I'm not a supposed to expect much. Yeah, and you shouldn't have. You absolutely shouldn't have yeah, because we made yeah, you guys share fun. a microphone that night. I mean, it was a rough night. It was fun. I but was it nervous. It was fantastic. It was weird talking into a microphone. It turned into gold, and it became natural. Like we're doing yeah. it right now. Everybody's got their own microphone. But now, and, and I'm, I'm actually thinking of it as I'm doing it. Like, I'm talking to you, and I'm turning my head to make sure I'm in the mic right. Yeah. When I look at Stevie to say something to him, or if I look all the way over here to Uncle Buck, like, I'm physically moving around the microphone because I've done it so much at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. Isn't it wild from that night until now where we're actually sitting and yeah. what we're doing? Yeah. it's, And it's only been a year. Yeah. A little was that a year ago? Year. It was, that yeah. was, that was just over. We're not. We're not live yet. A year ago at this point. No. But yeah, you guys didn't start up. Uh-uh. No, uh, we were just starting to get our juices flowing. So, and that's really where, where this was born, was out of Will's concept of what he wanted mm-hmm. Rotten River Pursuits to be. And then the introduction with Span the Void and learning what a podcast could be. Because we, I mean, if anything, we did spend a lot of time to try to make ourselves sound good. Yeah. It, and I talked to Will, and Will asked me a lot of questions. He talked to Jim from Span the Void, asked him a lot of the technical questions about how he does his recording, how he makes it sound good. And, you know, I was always just in the background going, those guys are awesome. And when you guys started recording and started releasing the, the podcast, I'm like, those guys. It's going places. Like, this is going to be awesome to just to watch 
what these guys are going to do, hoping to eventually reach up, grab a hold of one of you, pull you under, and then step up real quick. Choke you out like a so, Navy SEAL. <laughs> finally, I was able to make that success. Yeah. yeah. So you've been part essentially from the beginning then maybe not in the at the forefront from, well, a big, oh yeah a big part of the beginning yeah. Yeah. oh yeah absolutely because the pod father i don't know when i i can't really remember the specific moment when i met ryan and matt and those guys and the span the void guys but when i did that was the first time i was like wow Maybe we have something here. Like I just thought we were a bunch of guys in, in a basement chatting with each other and oh, da- yeah. downloading it. And then when I hear these guys that have had a hundred episodes under their belt saying, "You guys have something." No, keep going with it. it, it and we, we, and the nurturing way in which you we have helped no, us since then. Yeah, there's no frame of reference no. to know what we're doing. So in it's our, good. In our household, we don't even watch TV or movies anymore. On Monday night, we literally watch Facebook. <laughs> Me and Lace laugh on Facebook or or complain on Facebook whenever yeah. somebody's rambling. Like we, we scrutinize their podcast and laugh our asses off that back and forth, back and forth. Thing to, yeah, last that. week, I'm not gonna get into what last week's was about, uh, but it is still rumor of conversation in my house of You guys aren't split fifty fifty on that. We are. We are. Oh, no. La- yeah, Lacey's a water. So you're the one that's wrong. Uh, apparently that I was geez. never told in life that a folder is wrong. So yeah. So go told. back and listen to Spin the Voids last week. You understand. Now. Speaking of Span the Void, Ryan, would you rather be stuck in a small room with Brad for a week, or stuck in a small cabin with Matt for a month? The only alternative to get out of this was that you had to sleep for twelve hours in a twin bed with Jim. <laughs> Would you like me to repeat the question? How big? That's like a big story problem. How big's the room? Uh, it's, a, it's a small room, the same size that I just stayed in, in the Bronx. <laughs> Without right, the bathroom. Out, we're not allowed to leave the room. No, you're not allowed to leave the and room. And that's just for a day? That is for one week. Oh, that's a week. That's, that's a week so in weird. a little room. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Can I go outside the cabin with Matt? Uh, you're stuck in the cabin. You're snowed in. Yeah, you're in with All these right, guys. All right, so that one's out. You're stuck in the room with Brad. You're stuck in a small cabin with Matt. All right, so A or Or you can get out of all this by just crashing out with Jim in a twin bed for 12 hours. (laughs) A twin bed. I said 12 hours. Twin bed, 12 hours. With Jim. I'll take Brad for a week. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. See where we stand on all that. (laughs) So 24 hours with Jim? Do we have the H6? Or or the ability to podcast. You go. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You're yeah, just stuck you're in the room. We'll, we'll small. Yeah. If right. I if and I know Brad, he'll be dragging a kayak in to throw it in a bathtub. But like he's <laughs> trying to roll it. Yeah. Oh, with that one, building he would. He'd roll it. Yeah. He's building outriggers with like bars of Dove soap. Yeah. <laughs> he'll figure it out. <laughs> he's always into something. Ryan, were you in the military? Yes, sir. You were. Yeah. I was in the Marine Corps. No kid. Yeah. Hoorah. I was going to ask the same question, but in a different fashion. Why don't you, why don't you ask it? Okay, so same question as I just asked. Ryan, were you in the military? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. What branch? <laughs> What's your favorite color? You're in, a rough, you're in a rough spot and you can't get out of it, and you have the, ch- you have the choice of being saved by either uh, the Navy, the Air Force, or the Army. Who do you choose to come save you? 
those are my choices? There's your choice. That's a complete choice? (laughs) That's all the choices. Of course, I'm going to choose the Navy. Okay. Because I was in the Marine Corps, and the Marine Corps is a department of the Navy. It is. And they have the SEALs. Any good department store... The Marine Corps would be the men's department. The men's department. <laughs> I knew I would get a good answer out of that. I just wasn't sure what it would be. How long did you serve? Uh, I did a six and two contract. So it was eight-year contract, six years, and then two years on the inactive reserve. Uh, have you guys ever seen the picture of him in training camp? Yes. With all the... Oh. Um, I'm not saying that you were lighter or... I was half the man I am now. You <laughs> literally. The, the picture of you actually looks just like whenever uh, Schwarzenegger puts the mud over his face yeah. and waits for the predator. He's like, "Yeah, come and get me." Yeah, that was. Kill was, me now. Kill me now. That. Kill that, me now. That angled sweep. Do it. Yeah. Do it now. Do it. What were you carrying? You had something. What were you carrying in that picture? That was my uh, M16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was during the combat training. Combined, no, not the combined arms exercise. That was just uh, infantry training down and at you Camp to- June, North And Carolina. you told me one time one of the worst parts of being down there was being on the beach in PT in the bugs while you're the stand, at att- stand at attention yeah. while they're biting you. They actually chew on your brain. Yeah. You can, you can, you can, you can hear them. You can hear them chewing on your brain. You had to stand in a position of attention. You couldn't move. That's what it sounded like. You just did it. You could hear that, and you could feel the biting, and you, you couldn't move. Oh, you could not move. That's, hor- it's, that's horrible. Yeah. That I, was. I see. If I was Tyler Dunn in Canada, yeah. and I'd take people out fishing, and I was the guide, and they were on my boat, and the black flies were biting them, I'd just be yelling at them. I, that's exactly. Listen, if Ryan can do it, I don't want to hear you complaining. <laughs> They're just black flies. Did uh, you guys see the picture of Ryan at the bar on base playing the piano after a long game of volleyball? The one in the dress? <laughs> <laughs> Did he look like Val Kilmer? <laughs> that's where the romper started, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what, what was the what was the line? Oh, will you big stud? <laughs> Take me away. Take, Take me to me better, better lose me forever. forever. Yeah, <laughs> Goose, you crazy. I saw that picture. I don't know. <laughs> was was that the the toughest never thing close you've ever your done? Eyes. Wait, sorry. That's a different podcast. Uh, what was the question? Was was that the hardest thing? Like be, being in the military, was that No. Uh, no. I I will not I could never be a recruiter. Yeah. Let's put it that way. It's something I'm glad I did. Uh, it absolutely made me a better person. Uh, it made me who I am in in many ways. Um, but I, I couldn't lie to people. It it was tough. It was hard. But the thing is, it, it was all the mental toughness. You know, mm-hmm. physical toughness is what guys worry about. Like, oh man, I don't know if I could deal with some of that stuff. Like, the week before graduation, you had to do like a five mile boots and utes. Where you're running in, you know, the camo and the What's a combat ute? boots. Yeah. What a utilities. Pack on. Boots oh, okay. and, and utilities. And yeah. we did one. For those that the, don't know what a ute sorry, is. Sorry. Boots and utes is what yeah. they call the run. <laughs> the but two utes. Two utes <laughs> in the courtroom. Could you describe the utes? Yeah. Let me stop <laughs> you right there, Ryan. It was, it was two utes. <laughs> <laughs> that was another interruption on that Jeff Barron I wanted to do, too, that I missed out on. Just saying. Yeah. Don't mean to correct but, it, but it was two copperheads. Where were we? <laughs> the... 
the mental stuff is what got you because the physical stuff they made you do it until you did it. Yeah, like, it you, wasn't it you, wasn't a problem. You got strong enough to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was the mental toughness, just being yeah. able to put up with it. I was I was actually waiting for you to say that no, it's not the toughest thing I ever did. Podcasting with Matt is actually the toughest. That's thing what ever. I thought I was going to hear too. <laughs> on, a, exactly. on a regular basis, that is much more difficult. Because again, it goes back to the military, the mental the thing, mental yeah. toughness. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's shift gears and talk briefly about your 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 outdoor likes and what is it you stuff. don't like to do outside? Yeah. What is it I don't like to do outside? Yes, I will give you an example of something I don't like to do outside, so that maybe will jog your memory. Okay. I don't like to run into washing machines with go karts. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I like pretty much everything outside. Swim in foreign waters I, after a whopper plover. I don't like to weed eat in flip flops because I get poison ivy it's on my point. ankles. There are certain things outside that aren't fun. I, boy, I'd have a hard time coming up with something. Yeah. I, I honestly, you're just an outdoor boy. Just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Has it's, it been that way your whole life? It really has. I mean, even yeah. growing up where I lived was just outside of like a big development. Um, you know, obviously suburban, South Central Pennsylvania, but um, we had a big playground in the backyard, uh, like a community type playground. And I used to get together with my friends, and we would play. We just called it guns. We'd play guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we're out in the playground or down the the hill over the bank at the creek's edge, and you know, we're hiding, pretending that we're in Vietnam or doing whatever we're doing. And, yeah. You know, I was always. I got a 270. And then it's like, <laughs> bang, got you, Jason. And he's like, no, you missed. And I'm like, no, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. We do that for days on end. Yeah. To the left and to the right are 40 millimeter machine guns. <laughs> These babies tend to heat up. So shoot in three second bursts. I got you. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, they're. they're so when you grew up, you grew up in a development and played outside of it. Have you, full circle in life now, have you spoken to your wife and told her about your decision to move back to the development like me? Because I haven't heard about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could put up with like the HOA type stuff. Oh, I don't do it either. I just tell them I'm not That playing. would be the only tricky part, but I would love, 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 love to live in a lake. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Um, although I really like where I'm at. No, and I we like where nice, you're at, too. We have a nice little compound. You're a hop, skip, and a jump for me. So, yeah. technically, My if, you, if you just come over and say that you live in the house, you can probably get a transponder and you can come fishing every morning. <laughs> you just have to get up a half an hour earlier every day. That's why the ladies at the, the gate call me carp. Yeah. That's how they know me. I'm Catfish's cousin, carp. You're oh, carp fry. Hey, carp. Carp fry. Carp fry. But, yeah, where we're at, actually, the my son got his first ear. Uh, doe right across the road from the house. Yeah, you know, little yeah. CRP type field. It's grown up in the clean and green uh, program. I saw it. I I, rem- I actually remember the cat running into there. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you probably walked right all around. Yeah. yeah. So you, all of your kids pretty much are are now active in in outdoorsing activities. Yes, my oldest daughter's 15, so she's right now in that phase where she's just a little too cool for that stuff. Yeah. But when she was 10. Uh, first year out really hunting with me, uh, she killed a buck bigger than anything I've dropped yet. No kidding. Yeah. Her, her first buck was the last day of rifle season that year. 
And, you know, again, when I say biggest, bigger than anything I've killed, I have yet to break 100 inches uh, as far as a whitetail buck goes. I don't have the patience for it. For oh, me, yeah. as soon as I see a legal buck, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's on. Uh, <laughs> he gone. <laughs> I've been getting better with holding out for something a little bigger. I've passed up a few buck here and there. But um, yeah, she was 10 years old, dropped a big one. Uh, my youngest hasn't hunted with me yet, but she's, she's loving the to. fish and stuff. You know, yeah. She's itching Give her another to get out there hunting. My son's killed a couple of doe now. Uh, he's, got the, he's got the bug for it, so. We're really big archery. It's another great thing about the podcast. Now you can just text me, hey, can, should I take this buck or will a bigger one come by? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not even waiting to that point. I'm just texting you in the morning. Should I even get up? Should I get up today? No. <laughs> what time do I get up? <laughs> no. I hate when he says, yeah, you can hunt today, but you're not going to see anything. <laughs> but you might as well get up. <laughs> you can't kill him sitting on the couch. That's what my dad always said. But don't expect anything. <laughs> so I I would feel remiss, and I know at this point we're pushing time, but I would be doing you gentlemen a disservice if I didn't tell you about the first deer I ever killed. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. Yes, sir. Why don't you tell us about the first deer you ever killed? No, Good I, no, I want to hear about the first deer you shot. That's a great All right, too. even better. One less than the second deer you killed. <laughs> Not zero, but one. So there I was. No, um, <laughs> sorry, folks, we're out of time. All right. <laughs> Where can I find that? Would you can catch the rest of the story on Ryan Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> right after Ken Oyler gets swallowed by a snake. <laughs> no, I will. I will give you the Reader's Digest abridged version because there's so many stories I could tell you guys. I think you you told this. Story. The first first deer I ever killed? Yeah, with the thirty shots and that is this one of the is it on the lost episode? No, he he's told us a multiple of Damn times it. that but he it's all was going together. to tell us. There's been like three lost episodes. There's been like nineteen times he said, Remind me to tell you the story of the first deer he's ever shot. He's never told it. He's never I actually told we, it. Should we go back and listen? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the punchline, folks. Uh no, it it I can tell you guys. A ton of stories uh, from oh, you can my uncle's farm up in Tioga County. I can edit this. No, that's fine. Um, my uncle's farm, north central Pennsylvania, Tioga County, back in the heyday where we used to see a string of 40, 50 deer come running through, and it was nothing. Yeah. Now, if you got yourself a nice four corn during buck season, that's a trophy. Back in the day. Right? You yep. get a six-point, forget about it. Your picture's in the local paper. Yeah. Right? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you would see 50, 60 does together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, it was a separate season for buck and doe and all that other stuff. But the first year that I actually had a tag that I got to hunt, they decided to put a 12-year-old kid in the middle of a field, and I was supposed to flank a drive because that's what we did up there pretty much, sun up. To sundown. <laughs> did you know deer drive. Did drive, you even know what that deer. meant? Drive deer. Uh, flank like, a drive, boy. I'm, I'm supposed boy, to flank like a drive, drive, but they're basically just pushing out this big patch of timber. I'm sitting in the middle of a just a, a pasture. It's just a cow field. Yeah. Against a little brush. They're like, just sit here. If the deer come running down through, make sure they don't break out across the field. Because that's what a flanker's supposed to do. I got to keep them in the drive. Turn, turn them back. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I'm I'm sitting there. I got my pump action 30-30. I'm good to go. Oh no, you didn't. All of a sudden, <laughs> cut that out. I, I like the Frenchie. Keep it in. I just see I see these legs coming down along the edge of the woods. I'm maybe 60, 75 yards into the field is where this little pile of brush was I was supposed to sit against. These deer are coming down through right along the edge of the wood line. And I'm like, I don't have to do anything because the deer are all just, they're doing what they're supposed to do. I'm not supposed to shoot unless anything breaks out. All of a sudden, they get right in line with me, and they turn, and now they break out, and they're running directly at me. There was a pile of deer, and all I see is one. So I just I pull up, and I'm like, boom. First shot goes off, and all of a sudden, that first deer, it just cuts a hard left, 90-degree angle. And then the one behind it turns, and the one behind it turns, and the one behind it turns. And I'm, I'm reloading my gun. It's just a pump action, 30-30, but I'm reloading my gun. And I'm like, uh, it was that one. Boom! You know, I'm just now aiming at Brown. Yeah. I don't know what I'm aiming for. They're just a pile of deer, and I unload my gun. <laughs> boom. 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 Trying to reload. These things are all breaking out across the field. They're gone. They go. They go. I'm reloading the gun. Everything's gone. Woods are starting to calm down. Drive goes through. I see some orange go through. I hear the whistling. My dad comes out. He goes, did you get one? I said, I, I, don't, I don't know. How would I know? Nothing's laying here. Yeah. Clearly, I didn't. He goes, let's walk up here. There was just a little bit of a dusting of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, snow on the ground. We should be able to see blood trail. Let's walk over here, take a look. So we go down. We can see where these deer broke out across the field, and we're running directly in line with me. And then, all of a sudden, you can see in the tracks, they cut that hard left. Dog leg. Yeah. They make that dog leg. So here they come out. Dog leg. I was like, this, this is where I took the first shot. Nothing. No hair. No blood. So we're following the tracks along. I'm going to try to cut to the chase on this, because this could go on for a long time. Yeah. Like Stevie's stories. Yeah. Anyway, we we get all the way out through. We're following these tracks, and at this point, in in the tracking job, I'm like, I guess I missed him. I guess I missed him. You know, no hair, no blood, no nothing. And my dad's walking along the tracks, and all of a sudden, he notices the one set of tracks. It looks like it drags a little bit, right? Uh oh. And he goes, "You might have got one." And I said, we didn't find any hair. We didn't find any blood. He goes, yeah, but look at this set of tracks. He goes, it pushes out. Every time this deer steps down, this one set of tracks is just pushing. He goes, you might have hit something. Sure. Okay. So we follow these tracks out through. And no, maybe a couple, another two, three hundred yards, the tracks disappear into this old grown-up graveyard. Surrounded by an old fence. But all the, the headstones are in there, but it's all just brush. Nasty brush. My dad goes, all right, if you hit a deer and they ran into this stuff, the deer you hit is going to be laying down inside here. What I want you to do, and this is only maybe a 10-yard 10, 10 by 30-yard rectangle yeah. of thick brush. He goes, go out to the edge of the fence row, follow it out to the corner. He said, I'm going to follow the tracks in, and if that doe, if you hit something, she'll be bedded down in here. If she's still alive, she'll jump up. See if you can get another shot at her when she runs out. Like, all right. 
Smart. That works. I get to the corner of this fence. As soon as I hear him climb over and jump down on the other side of this fence, yeah. I hear all hell break loose in the center. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Yeah. This deer comes out the other side, just like he said it was going to happen. Gets caught up in the fence as she's going over it. Gets her feet tangled up and just falls, boom, straight to the ground. And she's laying there 30 yards away from me. And I go, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> Hamburger. You unloaded. No, she's still just laying there looking at me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you and, never hit her. And now I'm going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to load the <laughs> You know, a deer. You never hit her. I loaded four more <laughs> rounds. Now I can hear more crashing in the brush, but this is my dad making his way toward oh. me. So I, I get four more rounds loaded in, and I go, boom, 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 boom. And on the fourth shot, of course, the deer doesn't move, but I feel this hand on my back. And it's, it's my dad, and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, stop shooting. <laughs> and I said, but she's still laying there. He, he gives me his gun and takes mine. And while he's proceeding to load rounds back into my pump action 30-30, I empty his lever action 30-30. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so this is like 24 rounds by now or something. Like and as he hands it back, he keeps his hand on my shoulder this time, and he goes, just calm down. Yeah. I would have put, like, a rucksack down and made you lay prone. No. I was afraid she was going to get up. I couldn't move. Like, no time for that. We I'm can't just, even take a step toward her. She's yeah. going to get up any second now. In your head. And clearly, she doesn't have a lot of holes in her at this point. <laughs> bullets are everywhere. So, anyway, he gives me my gun back, and the third shot on that, I did finally put one base of the neck. She yeah. drops over. 19. Let's call it 20 for good measure. Because well, he probably lost a round somewhere shaking trying yeah. to load the gun. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you but were... I had my first deer on the ground. She had two holes in her. Yeah. And the first hole, right here in the chest, came out the side. So my very first shot was an actual good shot. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't get any hair or any blood off of him that we could see. Really? But he, my dad kept noticing that one leg just kept pushing out. Huh. As she was running. So basically he knew I blew that shoulder out yeah. is what it was. And as she's trying to put weight on it, it's just dragging. Yeah. So we you know, we kept following the tracks and the best part of the story really is my uncle who owns the land, who was actually a Marine Corps drill instructor, uh, he drives the farm truck around and he comes up to where we're at and he jumps out. And he's like, where are they at? And I'm like, she's over there. He goes, what? I said, she's right over there. He goes, how many? I said, well, just the one. He goes, all that shooting? And you got one deer. And I said, how uh -huh, many did you get? I sure did. And he goes, I'm waiting for it. He's like, oh, we got some work to do with yeah, you. Yeah, I knew, oh. knew he's going to time to, learn, time to learn to shoot, boy. A you Marine's were, always a rifleman first. Yeah. You were 12, though, right? I was 12, yes. Uh, you got it. I here. was so amped up. Though. Well, you so, you've inspired me now to tell my first deer story one day. So Something to be said about you know seeing it through and, and the, you know, the whole process from that'll, start to finish. And, that'll probably you know. be similar to my first deer story. Ryan, don't feel bad. I did that at age 43. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, Will? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, no, it was good though. That's so good. I know I've mentioned the fact that I had a first deer story. To tell. Yeah. That, yeah, I've never heard it. I appreciate you sharing. That's, that's a good. Full story. That's good. I wasn't sure. I thought. Yeah, you know, I know that I've heard tell of the the legend that was the legend. Of I couldn't the remember if we got to it or not. We called her old brassy. Yeah. Old brassy. Because <laughs> there was a lot of brass thrown at her. Oh. Oh, that's good <laughs> stuff. You might have thrown more brass at her than she gave you meat. Oh, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure of it. And when we came back to the farm, then, of course, my cousins were all there. How many did you get? I'm like, just the one. You know, I'm all excited. Just, I got one. Yeah, I got oh, one. No. They're like, man, I'd be like eating Swiss cheese. I'm like, no, she's only got two holes in her. Like, I'm all proud. I'm yeah. like, I got her twice. It's all it takes. Absolutely. That's good. That's great. Hey, hey, uh, what's your favorite con? Shaka, Genghis, <laughs> or the one from Star Trek? Star Trek. Uh, probably Shaka. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, the singer, or Shaka Khan, the, the Zulu feel, warrior. Do you Shaka Khan? <laughs> the song, mostly. <laughs> Ryan, it's been a lot of fun talking with you. Oh, it always is, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Th- thanks for being part of the group. We're. Uh, what thanks a, for we're having much, me, guys. This much is better group. What a great show around. for me yep. to come back to after yeah. a couple of weeks, just to. Get back into the pocket here and have well, a great time. Help. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Break <laughs> Uncle Buck back in. Yeah. Break him in. Guys, how can people find us? They can go to www.ruttenriverpursuits.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Do all that by searching for at R2Pursuits. Or just search Rutten River Pursuits. How about Steve Miser on Instagram? At Steve Miser. At Steve all Miser. one word. All one word. M E I S E R. I ain't sure you can keep up. It's, <laughs> right. tr- it's tough. I've had people ask me to slow down. A lot of pictures of boiling stripers. <laughs> boiling. Oh, bring that up, why don't you? <laughs> Jump on Instagram while you're at it and hashtag 2D Taxidermy to try to get on our front page of our website. Pick uh, of the picture week. Picture of the week. Yep. Yeah, Ryan's been. Soaking up that, uh, yeah. I've been waiting for a new winner. Yeah, I don't know. I got yeah. a pretty good picture of a, a blue crab here recently, so yeah. And we have some hats, we do have hats, hats for sale, hats for sale. <laughs> Get, Get your, your hats, hats here. Yeah. Do we have hats for sale? Ice cold hats, yeah. Hats, yeah. hats here. Hit, hit us up, anybody can hook you up with one of those hats. Um, I don't, it's limited quantity. We'll see. Um, you know, Neil Orange Peel was wearing one. He looked pretty cool. From across the pond. Yeah. yeah. That guy. I miss yeah. Neil. How's he been? Good. Good. He's all... St- Seen he's the fly season started yeah. over there. Mm. I like, didn't know there was a fly season. That's terrible. Yeah. Hey, that must be... I just awful. came out of fly season out of northern Massachusetts, so I can only imagine what it is like in Europe. At Neil Orange Peel. Yeah. Yeah. It's God good him. Yeah. www.ruttenriverpursuits.com It's been a great show, guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another session around our sauna campfire. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan Cartmadera, everybody. Thanks, Thanks, Ryan. Later. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Rut and River Pursuits podcast. Follow the R2 Pro staff by searching Rut and River Pursuits on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until the next episode, we need to see you in the outdoors.